hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Midnight Bookworm. This is your host, Neela Gilbert, and today we're going to be doing a little Christmas jingle, a little holiday spirit, and I'm going to be giving you guys some holiday romances just in time for the season. It is currently December 4th. I don't know when I'll be publishing this, but I hope that I give you guys some time to pick out some lovely holiday books uh, before winter break, during winter break. If you're not a college or high school student, then any time of the month and something to just get you in the spirit. So I have three books today that I'm going to be talking about. Some of them I read last holiday season, but obviously that was before my podcast. And I feel like I have to talk to you guys about these. So um, I think I'm going to go for a little different approach. And instead of just reading out the summary, I'm going to give you guys my own fabulous spin on the summary because I feel like that would be a lot more more entertaining because I love the sound of my own voice. But before that, we're going to do a little break for the ads, so I'll be right back, guys. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits, perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. And let's get into it. So the first one is The Mistletoe Motive. Oh my gosh. The Mistletoe Motive by Chloe Lease. I think that's how you say that. First of all, I have to say the book cover is iconic and gorgeous. And it's just so cute that that's what made me read it, if we're going to be honest. Um, <clears throat> so... My rating for this was four stars, and here's my summary. So basically, we have this dude. His name is Jonathan Frost. Wow, Frost. Guess what? He's the Grinch. He is bah humbug. That's exactly what the summary says. He hates Christmas, etc., etc. Well, the holidays, I guess, etc., etc. And we have Gabriella Di Natale. And she's in love with Christmas, peppermint mocha everyday kind of girl. She's the one who you see in your For You page wearing those stockings just so that she can wear like a cute Christmas skirt. That's her. And guess what? They work in a bookstore. Yep, you heard me, a bookstore. Can this get any better for a book lover? I don't think it can. It's enemies to lovers, but they have to work together. The store is in trouble. You never know. And they're going to be cut from the payroll, but only one of them. So now they have to work and save the store. And Jonathan Frost is numbers and he's no emotion. And Gabby is just going to save it with like holiday cheer, I guess. I don't know. She was confusing to me about her business uh, principles, but it's actually so good. And I gave it four stars. Oh, and at the bottom it says this is a hashtag own voices story for its portrayal of autism by an autistic author. Okay, so I think that's like um, a thing that either Goodreads or this publishing company does where they do like the author writing about their own experience with any sort of like chronic illness or uh, any sort of condition. So that's good to know. You have some autistic rep. Oh, and I think she has... 
Oh, no, no, no. One of them, like, I think one of them has diabetes, I feel like, but I cannot remember. Okay, anyways. Read this, guys. I finished this December 4th, 2021. This is perfect. Okay, so I gave it four stars, and I said, I'm a sucker for the sunshine grumpy trope, and it's December, so obviously I'm here for the holiday cheesiness. However, I wish this book was longer so we'd have seen the hate relationship between Gabrielle and Jonathan develop more. Gabriella constantly references it, but gives us no examples. I guess she has trust issues, but I think developing the before part of the relationship could have made the after so more impactful. Okay, I'm remembering this book now. Um, so I have this thing, and if you're going to be any someone... Oh, wow. If you're going to be enemies to lovers, I need you to be enemies. I need you to be whatever the version of, like, killing is in whatever universe you live in. That's what I need you to be in. Because, like, if it's a fantasy book, then maybe there's, like, knife-to-throat action. Obviously, this is, like, a bookstore in New York, so we're not going to have that. But, like, I need him to be, like, I don't know. I was going to say slashing her tires, but that's kind of a red flag. So um, maybe not slashing the tires, but maybe like, I don't know, bad bad mouthing her. Like, I hate when the enemies is not fully enemies. This is the problem I had with the Spanish love deception. It was just miscommunication. It was not enemies. I feel like this book did a little bit of a job. I really like Chloe Lise as an author. I really hope that's how you say her name because I'm going to keep saying it Um, because she wrote that Bergman Brothers series and I've read some of them. Didn't like some, loved some other ones, um, but, like, I feel like she has really good potential as, she's definitely, like, a budding author, and I would definitely recommend this book. I feel like it's very Christmassy, and I love, like, the bookstore vibes. Oh, I think there's, like, Jane Austen references, so if you're into her, and overall, yeah, that was my thing with this book, was just, like, it is just a little, like, cheesy read. Like, you're not going to be solving years worth of, like, I don't know, like, relationship trauma by reading this book. Like, this is not the book that's going to change your life. But that's okay. Like, your book does not need to change your life every time. And this is, like, a cute little by-the-fire read. I read this in a day, which I'm a fast reader, so that actually happens quite a lot. However, I feel like it's possible for you. Because let me see. It's only... 185 pages okay that's on ebook so I'm not sure how many it is in print but that is so short like guys you can do it this is going to get you back into reading oh my god it was literally published December 1st 2021 and I read it December 3rd like I'm actually the best fan okay so now we're going to go to the matzo ball and this I liked okay so personally I'm not Jewish so I feel like this was a really like, I honestly, like, I do kind of have this thought of, like, what about, like, the other Abrahamic religions when it's, like, Christmas and everyone's talking about Christmas? And this is, like, the perfect answer to that question, which also, I'm going to be telling you guys the average Goodreads rating for these books now, too, because I feel like that's important because that's how I rate my books. So the book before was a 3.97 stars, which I feel like is right where you want to be as a book. If you're like 4.9, you only have like two ratings. And if you're anywhere below 3.5, I would not touch you with a 10-foot pole. This book is 3.63. I feel like 
It should be like 3.75 personally, but whatever. It's called The Matzo Ball by Jean Meltzer. I hope that's how you say that. Again, cute cover art. Like this is the little like cartoon characters. It honestly looks like it was made on Canva. And as an avid Canva stan, I have to be there for that. So basically, this is like, oh, oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I just remembered how amazing the plot was to this. Okay. Rachel Rubenstein Goldblatt is a nice Jewish girl with a shameful secret. She loves Christmas. Okay, that part was from the summary because I think it was just written so well. Basically, she's like a secret Christmas romance book writer. So she has like this Christmas room in her like house that has like all her Christmas books under, it's like under a fake name. And her family does not know that she's a Christmas novelist. I mean, obviously. Um, and she has like a chronic illness. So that's how she started writing was just like, she couldn't like move a lot. So she just started writing and now she's like uber rich. And basically she's like under, um, she's under contract and her publisher wants her to write a Hanukkah, like Jewish romance. And she's like, oh, I can't do that because that's not Christmas. And then So she, like, wants to give herself some inspiration. She runs into her summer camp arch enemy. Yep, this is another enemy to lovers that's a little festive. His name is, oh my gosh, Jacob Greenberg. And there's this matzah ball, which is a Jewish music celebration on the last night of Hanukkah. They have to work together to, like get the ball going because this is the first time that it's like been done and I think her parents are like pretty prevalent in the Jewish community so like if it fails that would just be like a failure and it can't fail I must say I love this book um I gave it four stars I oh I said okay so basically like the whole basis is like their summer camp enemies right so I said I wish we had gotten more flashbacks on the kids during summer camp when they first met so we could experience more of the chemistry because basically like when they first met they like loved each other but then he like did something to wrong her and then they became like enemies and then they like pranked each other which I think is an amazing version of childhood enemies because if you're gonna be enemies you need to prank each other so I think this book executed that a lot better than the other one Also, she, like, lies a lot to her family, which I think it's, like, a religious thing. So, personally, I don't really understand that much. But I just, like, dislike when characters lie to their family a lot. (laughs) Family, if you're listening, love you. Um, It's just, like, like, okay, so, like, I get it. Like, okay, secret Christmas romance writer can't tell her Jewish parents. Okay, like, I get that. But she's, like, 35. Like, why are you still lying to your family at, like, 35? That's like a teenager thing. And it's like her entire job. Like, wouldn't you be concerned if your child who has a chronic illness and therefore cannot move out of her like apartment a lot is somehow like raking it in and pays for her own apartment and like has money? Like, wouldn't you be like, isn't she like a drug dealer? And like, she didn't tell you what she did. Like, that would be so suspicious to me, especially because her whole thing is like her family's in her business. But I'm like, if they're in your business, they would have figured out by now what you do. They would have gone to that secret room in your house. Like, it would have happened. I can also say there are a lot of times, not a lot of times, but like, I love the trope when one character is sick and the other one takes care. Um, It's just the best trope. And 
this hap that happens in this book and it's amazing and I think too it's so like powerful because it like it's like her her illness acting up and so Jacob like takes care of her and it's like so emotional because like her whole life she's been having to like hide her illness or like she's embarrassed about it because sometimes she has to use like a wheelchair and he's like over here like loving who she is and this is before they even like get together so I think that was like one of the best parts of the book and that's what made it from like a three to a four and like I was very like 4.5 on this I just like I guess I just wanted more flashbacks but okay so I read this January 18th 2022 oh this was like one of the first reads of the year um yeah so I highly recommend this book I think I like it better than the other one I talked about but obviously if you want a Christmas book Mistletoe Motive and I mean if you're Jewish and you want like a Jewish holiday book like this is for you but also if you want one that's not like a typical holiday book I suggest this one because I think it's very much like I wouldn't say like Cinderella but like I love the ball aspect do you know um and that's going to bring us to our last book, which I just finished like a week ago, and it's called Tis the Season for Revenge. Now, um, the other two books were kind of slow burn. This is like a more fast burn book. It's also part of a series, which I did not know. Um, it's number five. What? Okay, apparently it's number five in the Springbrook Hill series. Um, anyways, this is by Morgan Elizabeth. It's funny because you can see that this book got popular because the first five books in this series are all, like, the typical romance of, like, some, like, stock image of, like, a hot dude. But this one is, like, the character, like, the cartoon character, so you know that it got, like, book talkified. Um, anyways, so I read this book because I saw a clip on TikTok and I was like, I'm sold. Basically. This girl, Abby Keller, is, like, in love with this man, Richard Bartholomew Benson III. And they've dated for four years, and she thought, like, it's Halloween night. So I actually started this, like, over fall break. So I think I was in, like, the perfect mindset for this. She basically, like, thought, like, he was going to take her. Or, no, he was taking her to his, like, holiday, like, Halloween party at his uh, company. And she thought, this is going to be the night he proposes. He's finally introducing me to all of his friends. He's going to make partner. And guess what? He dumps her. He says, you were just for fun. Think Legally Blonde, Elle Woods, Warner. He goes, you're just for fun, sweetie. I need a Jackie, not a Marilyn. That's basically the first opening scene of this book. So it's not a spoiler because it's literally in the summary. Um, and so basically... She decides to get back at him. So what does she do? Date his boss. Yes. And she's going to convince him to bring her to the annual Christmas party as his date so she can show up Richard. And also, Richard was a jerk. Um, I would use another word, but this is a family-friendly channel. So he's a jerk. And we, like, get, like, f- like half of the book... Like, interwoven in the book is, like, her falling for Damien. Like, obviously, that's not really a spoiler. Um, But also, like, her realizing that she was treated, like, absolute, like, crap. And that, like, he was a terrible boyfriend. And she was basically more of, like, a personal assistant to him. And he was, like, cheating on her the entire time, too. Like, apparently, like, every late night was, like, him and his, um, 
like, I guess, like, secretary. I think she's, like, a legal assistant or something. But, yeah. The boss, Damian Martinez, hot AF, let me just say. He's very much, like, swanky, like, oh, my God. Who is that dude? Like, Tom Cruise vibes. Is Tom Cruise swanky? I don't know. George Clooney. George Clooney vibes. That's what he gives. Um, He is not that old, though. But he's, like... 39 and she's like 27 so there's a little bit of an age gap but it's more just like i'm rich age gap than like a weird like grandpa age gap um which i like i think that's the perfect if you're gonna do age gap like 10 years is a good uh age gap because it's like visual but there's no like weird power dynamic power imbalance like i hate a power imbalance and so basically they start dating and then like spoiler alert they fall for each other like could have told you that one um this one is rated a 4.10 and that's with 9000 ratings i think really tiktok blew i think really tiktok blew it up because um if you look at the other books in this series they're all like a thousand or like 2000 ratings um so Props to Miss Morgan Elizabeth for, like, getting famous. Um, here's my review. This book was super sweet and a very easy read. Fast-moving plot and the conflicts made sense. Also, I love a main character obsessed with pink. There was nothing outstanding about this book. Oh my gosh, that's so mean. But it was light and fluffy. I wish it was a bit more festive. Yeah, so I feel like out of the three books, the first one, uh, Mistletoe Motive, is the most festive. Um, this book, it says tis the season for revenge, but it's not, I mean, there is some like ice skating, I guess, which although, okay, let me just say ice skating is absolutely traumatic. I have been ice skating recently. Um, and I, then I haven't because it actually almost made me cry. So now when I think of winter as like ice skating, I don't like, I do not associate the two because ice skating is like traumatizing to me. And like, it's the worst. So if you're one of those people that loves ice skating, good for you. Um, personally, if I was going to have to add one festive element into any book, it would not be ice skating um, ever. And I just had to get that out because that was a very hard time in my life was ice skating. Um, but anyways, back to the book. Um, I do wish it was a little more festive. I feel like it's like a time span book, right? It starts on the night of Halloween and it ends like basically like the week of Christmas so it's like what it's like two is that like two months that's like two months so like I like the time jumps like it's not too jumpy um I feel like it's good to show progression of relationship over time and not just like insta love I hate insta love um this book is definitely more promo more spicy if you're into that um I gave her a four star. So these are all four stars. And I feel like they all earn the four stars in different ways. Um, and honestly, I think whichever book you pick, like, you're going to love it. And I love holiday reads. Like, I encourage them highly. So pick whichever book your heart desires, whichever one that you like hearing about. And honestly, like, I am so excited, one, to be podcasting. Like, you guys don't understand. I was on fall break, and I was, like, planning. I literally have, like, five episodes planned, guys. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get back to my dorm. I'm in college, by the way. I feel like I didn't tell you guys that. 
Um, I feel like half my listeners personally know me, so I would hope they know I'm in college. But yeah, so when I say like fall break, winter break, it's like college. So it's like, like, I feel like high school was a lot shorter. So when I say that, it's like a week and like winter break is going to be like a month. So you guys will be getting a crap load of episodes. Um, but yeah, so uh, I was like planning. I was like, oh my gosh, mom, I have so many episodes planned. She was always like, what are you doing on your iPad? And I was like planning episodes. I'm so excited to talk to my fans. And then guess what? I had the worst cold to ever humanly exist. Like, it, I don't know what, it wasn't COVID because I got COVID like two weeks before. Like I have been going through it guys. Um, but I, it was like the worst cold I don't think it was the flu because my dad said he didn't think it was the flu. But anyways, it like completely knocked me out. There was like a couple days where I was like, I was struggling for real. And like my friends like were like, let me know when you're not. Okay, no, I was going to say that, but that makes my friends sound bad. No, my friends would like give me medicine, like shout out to Snigda. Um, But like. I couldn't, like, I was isolated because I didn't want to get anyone sick. And, like, everyone was coming back from break getting sick. So I was so sad because my voice was absolutely horrendous and I was so congested and I could not podcast. So I am just so, I'm sorry, that was, like, such a long tangent. But, like, if you're here, you're here for me talking. And I think I'm going to bring back longer episodes because, personally, I've been listening to the At Lexi podcast. And she does, like, 40-minute episodes, which I don't think I will be doing. But... Um, I just love hearing people talk like I love doing like my laundry and hearing like this or like going on like a walk somewhere to like class and like just putting in a podcast and I love just like a little life story like take me out of your life and put me in yours um but I don't think you want to be in mine because I was so sick and let me tell you the dining hall does not cure sickness um the soup was sort of mid but, like, I couldn't really taste anything because I was so congested. It was not COVID. Trust me, I tested. But, yeah, it was just the worst. But now I'm back and I'm better than ever. And finals are starting soon, so I don't think I'll be podcasting a lot. I think I just really wanted to do this one episode. And I was alone. And I was like, wait, like, I can just podcast. And it's like a waxing gibbous. So, like, I'm ready for, like, receiving all of this lovely energy from the moon. And just working really hard full moon soon like I think I'll probably finish editing then or maybe just tonight I don't know I don't really have a life so like potentially tonight I will be no I won't (laughs) okay anyways um I feel like that's all I have for you guys today read any of the books I talked about just to like go over them again it's tis the season for revenge by Morgan Elizabeth that's like the boss like revenge x l woods like very pink sort of book um and then i have uh the mistletoe motive by chloe lease this is just very like christmas very enemies to lovers very adorable and then the matzo ball by jean meltzer which i think is a good combination of both the ones i talked about it's very much like uh enemies to lovers and also just like a past love which I sort of like like if you're here for angst it's not so angsty but it's more angsty than the other books so if you're here for that and just like a little scheming and I love like a big like 
fall or something at the end of a book like a like for the other one it's like a party at the end of the book like I love something to like finish us off so I think that's all I have for you guys today um let me know if you read any let me know how it goes if I don't talk to you before Christmas New Year's if you celebrate um have a wonderful holiday season and good luck on all your finals. And please knock on wood for me to have good luck on my finals. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening again. And I will see you at an, oh, I will hear you. I will talk to you at an indeterminate time. So bye guys. Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.